And good morning, listeners, and welcome to Sacred Space in West Limit 102. My name is John Keeley. You're very welcome, and thank you indeed for joining us this morning. Delighted to welcome you to the studio this morning after a long, long break. Shane Ambrose, good morning to you. <laughs> good morning, John. Good morning, listeners. Thanks a lot for joining us, Shane. And uh, we have a special guest uh, on the other end of the line who was speaking to us in part uh, two, but we'll welcome him to the programme, Father John Guiney. Good morning, Father. Uh, good morning to you, John. Uh, thank you very much, Nee, for joining us. Father will be joining us in, in part two, and we'll be talking about Mission Sunday and mission and what, and what that's all about. But in the meantime, again, a very special welcome to the programme, especially for those people who are sick, ill, housebound, can't get out of bed maybe, can't get out of the house this morning. You're very welcome, and thank you indeed for joining us. Of course, this programme does go out on a repeat programme, which is on at 10.30 every Thursday night, uh, thanks indeed for those who are joining that. And, of course, the podcast of this program will go up on our website, which is www.sacredspace102.blogspot.com. At the start of each program, we, we, do invite the, we do invoke the Holy Spirit, and indeed we have this morning just before we start. And we ask the Holy Spirit to be with us in this program, whether it's something we say or some music we play, whatever the Holy, whichever way the Holy Spirit really wants to get to us. Uh, as I say, if you don't want to get in contact with the program at all, and we often say this, and you're very welcome, please, you can do it a few ways. You can, you can write into the station here, which is uh, for the attention of Sacred Space, 102, uh, West Limerick 102 Radio, Sheehan's Road, Newcastle West. So that's Sacred Space, West Limerick 102 Radio, Sheehan's Road, Newcastle West, County Limerick. Or you can do, indeed contact the station here during the week on 0696200, and please pass on the message to us. Or you can email, email us on sacredspace102 at gmail.com. And thanks indeed for all the people who continue to give us so much encouragement through their prayer and through the odd chat that we, that we have as we meet people on the streets. It's very encouraging. Thank you very much indeed for that. Okay, at this part of the program, we pause. Um, just slow down a little bit, because this is the part of the program where we really like to uh, bring ourselves into where we want to be this morning, which is in a quiet place. Maybe listening to God a bit more than ourselves speaking. Uh, at this particular time, there's, I know that there's, there's times when people want to pray for somebody, uh, pray for somebody who's, going, who's undergoing surgery, awaiting results of surgery, for those people who are finding life very hard, especially those people who are unemployed this morning. But we never forget that we've got to thank God for so much. We thank God for our faith, for our families, for our work, for our neighbours and our lives. And just before we do play this first piece of music, I do have a spiritual communion prayer that I'll ask Shane to join in this place. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Thank you very much, Neil, for that, Shane. And the first bit of music we've got this morning is a piece of Taser music. It's from, uh, it's from it's the Laudate uh, album, and it's entitled Laudate Domino. Let's hear this.
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. And welcome back to the second part of Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. I said, my name is John Keeley. Shane is with me here inside studio. And we've got a very special guest on the other end of the telephone, uh, Father John Guiney. Good morning again, Father John. Uh, good morning, John. How are you? Good. Thank you very much, Dave, for joining us. And this morning, we specifically want to speak about mission. And uh, maybe Shane, because he's, he's been on the mission before himself and maybe knows a bit more of the missions than me, would know what to ask you. And well, now, I disagree with that analysis <laughs> right from the ver- word go, because we are, we are all on mission. Okay, okay. Just, beca- just, because, okay. just because a person has gone to Africa okay. or gone to Asia, whichever. And I think that's, that's something that we're, we're, we're learning, I suppose, because it even ties in this year to the theme of Mission Sunday, which we celebrate, of course, this year on the 21st of October. And the theme this year for Mission Sunday is, of course, growing in communion. Now, there's an interesting uh, poster, actually, to back it up this year, because it's actually a lay uh, missionary that's on the front of it it is Ashling Foley who's actually a member of Vittorius Christi Vittorius Christi Christi is one of the two uh, lay organisations that are under the umbrella of the Irish Missionary Union and this morning we're talking to the president of the Irish Missionary Union that's Father John Guiney who is a Jesuit originally from uh, Foynes is it John? Foynes yes I was born in in Monomole near Ballyhall, and so in the Kilcolman Parish, but ah. brought up freely in uh, uh, Shanna Golden Parish. Spent most of my life up to 18 years of age in, in the Shanna Golden Parish. I, I, I worked with a young fellow called Guy Lee from around that part of the country. <laughs> we'll speak about it later on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, John, you, as we said, you're, you, one, of your, one of your jobs at the moment is you're involved with the Irish Missionary Union, which is the umbrella body for all the Irish missionary uh, congregations and organisations, which includes Victoria's Christie, includes the Jesuits. Yes. Uh, uh, but you also are the director of the mission office for the Irish Jesuit province. That's correct, Shane. I have two hats at the moment. Mm. Uh, one is I'm director of the Irish Jesuit Mission in office in Ireland. And that is an office really of service to our missionaries and uh, lay missionaries and volunteers, especially in the East, uh, China, uh, Hong Kong, uh, Cambodia, Japan, and also in Africa, uh, Southern Africa, especially Zambia, Malawi and Eastern Africa, where I've worked myself for many years. Um, uh, and just, I suppose if we just back up a step, just one second, John, just, I suppose, could you, at a very high level, tell us who and what the Jesuits are? <laughs> well, the, 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 the Jesuits are a religious uh, group of uh, priests and brothers founded by St. Ignatius, uh, Ignatius of Loyola. Uh, and St. Ignatius was, was formerly, in his earlier life, was uh, a tough soldier, who had an amazing conversion and handed over his arms and took on really uh, the arms of Christ, which was the arms of love rather than the arms of, 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 of oppression and power. And really, uh, Ignatius and his companions at, at, in the 17th and 18th century really were men who had a different kind of view of spirituality and a different, really, uh, interpretation of how God works in the world. And whilst uh, religion and spirituality was often seen as something that was practiced behind the four walls or in monasteries, the great, uh, I suppose, mantra of Ignatius and the Jesuits is that God is found everywhere in the world. Mm. God is where you're at right now, and he's working with you where you're at right now. 
you know, it is a, the great phrase that I was hanging in my office in Nairobi uh, from one of the great fathers of the church, you know, who said, you know, God is not interested where you've come from or where you're going, but what he wants to know from you is how you are right now. God is a God of the present. And I think that's the good news that we have spread that God, that, and that the gospel of Jesus Christ is that God is with us on our journey. Mm. And that's what we celebrate, I think, on this Mission Sunday. And this is the good news that thousands and thousands of Irish missionaries, men and women, uh, priests, brothers, sisters, lay people, especially as you mentioned earlier, mm. uh, have spread, you know, from Edel Quen to be a Taurus Christian, be a men volunteers today, lay missionaries, that God is with us on our journey right now. And that wonderful, I think, uh, reading today that we have in the second reading is that the Christian God is a God who is close to us. Our Christian God is a God of compassion. He's not a God of judgment. Uh, our Christian God is the God of mercy and who wants to help us where we are at right now. And I suppose today, uh, uh, Mission Sunday, is a celebration of the good news of Jesus Christ, who is our Savior and our Lord. And that is what Irish men and women, uh, religious and lay people, have spread to the four corners of the world. And it should be a day that we should really be proud of and be happy and rejoice in. Because it is amazing, uh, Shane, and you may have visited many of the mm. graveyards of Africa to see um, Irish men and women mm. who, were, who, who, who died and were buried in African soil, who gave their, uh, they gave their lives. And died so young as and well. And died so young, mm. especially, uh, I suppose, in the early 1900s, you know, when Irish missionaries, our missionaries were almost like the guinea pigs of, of, <laughs> of, 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 of medicine, tropical medicine. Mm. So, uh, they went out and they got... Uh, they got malaria very quickly, they got black water fever, and I used to always be moved. Um, just in last July, I went into a graveyard in Mombasa, that's on the Indian Ocean uh, on, in Kenya, and I was amazed to see gravestones uh, of, you know, of Mary O'Sullivan, different names of our Irish people, mm. uh, you know, Ryan's, O'Sullivan's, Manny's, different people who had died uh, and gave their lives in spreading that good news. It's incredibly moving. And it's amazing as well, especially if you go down the Indian Ocean, further down in, uh, into Dar es Salaam, uh, where many of the early missionaries came in by boat. Many of them died at the age of 23, 24 of blackwater fever, of malaria. And of course, it's the same in, the, in West Africa, which was called the white man's grave mm. because of the severity of uh, the malaria there. Um, it is very inspirational, and I think this is a, a, a faith history and a heritage that we should be really, and we are very proud of, to celebrate today. Exactly, and I suppose it's something we should be very conscious of, because I suppose one side of it is, um, I suppose the, the understanding and the experience of churches, we're moving from that uh, perception of you know missionaries going out that are religious or priests or brothers, and I suppose we have almost like the passing of a generation. And sometimes mm. you know, in all the bad news we get about the church, oh, yeah. it's sometimes it's important to remember the, that these were kind of you know the entrepreneurs of Africa. These were the men and women that built often the only social infrastructure of Africa in terms of medicine, in terms of schools, Absolutely. and to salute the great work that they have done. And of course, the challenge for us because it's not just always as you said about looking back. 
It's about looking to the present and what can we do now to support missionaries? And it's a case of, you know, it's not and, and help them into the future. Because it's interesting, you know, we're sitting this year, we, last week or the week before, last week we had the start of the Year of Faith, uh, the, the 50th anniversary of the convening of the Second Vatican Council. And it was interesting, of course, that one thing that's come up again and again and again, particularly from John Paul II and Benedict, reminding us that the missionary, we still are missionaries. You know, we've recognized, you know, the, the, the beauty of other people's faith and the seeds of truth that might be in it. But we still, as Christians, have a mandate to go out and... Uh, spread that mes- message, I suppose. And I suppose, John, just looking at yourselves, this and 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 what exactly, I suppose, do you do in terms of the Jesuits, in terms of your missionary work and your outreach? In our outreach, um, uh, especially in in Africa and in Asia, we really try to support now our African partners uh, because, uh, as you've said, you know, many of our missionaries. Uh, have reached an age of retirement, and they have handed over to a young, dynamic church led by men and women of the soil. And it's very much to be in solidarity with them, in encouraging them. And today, for example, we had a young volunteer that we have assigned to a development office in Nairobi who has been a volunteer there for for two years. And he is enabling the church uh, and the Society of Jesus in in Kenya to be able to uh, do accounts, account for prog- uh, for projects, to apply for money, to be able to manage uh, projects, uh, to also uh, to train young African men and women to kind of run a project, run a school, um, and to be accountable. Uh, for all the aid that they receive from abroad, but also to help them to become self-reliant in relation to their own lives and their own development. Mm. And I think, um, the you know, Mary McAleese came to us a number of years ago into Nairobi and she spoke to us missionaries. And she said, you know, missionaries uh, in the past were the first ambassadors. Before even the, the Irish state was built, you know, they were the first ambassadors from Ireland to Africa, and they were the men and women who brought, you know, Africa back to the villages to find Shana Gold in the West Abbey Field. They brought the news of uh, Africa back uh, to all the villages of Ireland, and we took Ireland in many ways also the history of Ireland to to Africa. Mm. But also, uh, uh, missionaries were the first development practitioners, you know, mm. because we did not just. Uh, talk about you know the word of God, but we built schools, hospitals, uh, agricultural projects, and it's wonderful uh, today. And you mentioned it earlier that many of our uh, laymen and laywomen have taken on the mantle and inspi- have been inspired by uh, that missionary generation to go out to give two, three, four years of their life and exchange their skills with our African brothers and sisters. And that generosity is quite extraordinary. And I think it has been inspired by our faith, but also by our history, I think, to be in solidarity with people who suffer, with people who have been oppressed. Mm. And I think that kind of, I suppose, our Christian uh, heritage and uh, and the gospel in our own hearts uh, continues to push us to be on mission. Because as you said, 
Mission is the very dynamic of being a Christian. Mm -hmm. It says love God and love your neighbor. It means going beyond yourself. It means paying attention uh, to, to the other. It, being, it means being a man and a woman for, for others and really concern for those who uh, suffer more than we do ourselves. And surely, you know, I, I find coming, up, coming back to Ireland, that message of being people for others is as much uh, uh, applicable to Ireland of today, a post-Celtic Tiger Ireland, uh, as it is to Africa. Because during this uh, time of crisis, this economic crisis, there is a tremendous amount, I think, of, of suffering, a silent suffering amongst people. And I do think that... Um, we need to really be sensitive, have time to listen, not to judge, have time to be with one another, have time to talk to one another mm -hmm. in order to just encourage one another. Uh, and a, a mission begins at home as much as abroad. And especially, I think, uh, at this moment, when hope needs to be given to, to one another, we need to give hope to one another, that our parents and our grandparents you know, passed through tough times in Ireland. Uh, we survived the famine. We we survived, you know, the, uh, the civil war. Uh, we survived two world wars in the last in the mm -hmm. last century, and we have come through. And we have a tremendous spiritual strength, and we have a community strength there that has helped us to come through all that. And we'll get through this as well. And I think uh, the Christian message and the mission the mission message uh, for us in Ireland uh, for one another. And that we carry abroad is that indeed God is with us in our struggle. He is not a God in the sky. John, if I could interrupt you there now for a minute, we, we need to take an ad break. But what we're going to do is we're going to come back to this discussion in part three of the program. And just to go out into the ad, we're going to have a, a listen to the song, which is uh, You Would Be My Witnesses. It was the uh, themed song of the, for the year of vocation which was held between 2008 and 2009 and we thought it was very appropriate for this morning so it's you will be, you will be my witnesses <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. 
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. And welcome back to the third part of Sacred Space in West Limerick 102. My name is John Keeley. Shane Ambrose and Father John Guiney are chatting away um, on the programme this morning about mission and what, what it's all about. And, uh, and I think Shane, is, Shane and maybe Father John will shortly maybe be discussing this, Father John's own experiences. But mm-hmm. anyway, let's let Shane continue on. Thanks, John. And uh, we welcome back Father John Guiney again this morning. Father John is um, a Jesuit father who is also the director of the Irish Province Mission Office here in Ireland. Now, Father John, just before the break, you were telling us about uh, some of the work and the facilitation, I suppose, that the Mission Office does. Just out of curiosity, is that work separate or part of the work with the Jesuit Refugee Service? Yeah, it is very much part of the work of the Jesuit Refugee Service. Mm. For example, uh, before I came back to Ireland in 2007, I worked for 12 years with Jesuit Refugee Service. And a Jesuit Refugee Service is the outreach of the Jesuits around the world to refugees and displaced people. And that was set up, was it the 1980s? And by, that was exactly, yeah, by that Pedro. Was, that was set up by Pedro Rupe. Rupe. He was mm-hmm. a very prophetic general of the Society of Jesus 
who was very much, he worked in Japan uh, and in Nagasaki mm -hmm. uh, during uh, the atomic bomb uh, incident. And he saw really firsthand the suffering of the people, especially at wartime. And when he went to visit our Vietnam in the 90, late 1970s and, 90, and early 1980s, he saw people fleeing by boats uh, from Vietnam to seek refuge from uh, the communists take over there. And many of these people died in the water and actually were stopped from uh, getting into Australia and the neighboring countries. And he called on all the resources uh, you know, of the Jesuits around the world to really be with the people uh, who are suffering so much. And that was really uh, the beginning of Jesuit Refugee Service. It now works in 70 countries from Syria to Colombia, working with displaced people. And I worked in uh, six countries um, with Jesuit Refugee Service. That was Tanzania, Uganda, Sudan, Kenya, Ethiopia, and the two Sudans, as it's now mm -hmm. North Sudan and South Sudan. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I must say, you know, um, uh, Arupe always say, you know, that uh, refugees and displaced people in their suffering do convert us when we when we're with when when we are with the suffering. The suffering help us become Christian. Because in the eyes of the suffering person, we see Christ himself. Mm -hmm. And that for me, uh, I remember uh, working in, uh, in, uh, in North, North Sudan, going from Khartoum over to Darfur. And, you know, in the crisis of Darfur, it was, you know, Arab Muslim fighting African Muslim, you know. And um, here it was the Christian response and, uh, was to go in and, you know, be with suffering people irrespective of what religion they are, to be mm -hmm. with the suffering human being. And that really is the Catholic spirit and the Christian the spirit. spirit. Yeah. Not without its own uh, difficulties, was I understand at one stage you were involved with a plane crash in Kenya. Yes, I, I had a, uh, I was coming back to see my mother, Lord have mercy on her, back in 1999. And you know, travel in Africa at times can be precarious. <laughs> and, I uh, think that's an understatement. You've uh, <laughs> been there, yeah. <laughs> Whether it's by whether it's by boat or by bus or by plane, and, and unfortunately uh, we crashed in Nairobi Airport, and uh, and thanks be to God, God has given me the gift of life and mm -hmm. has given me the chance again to uh, redeem myself and do a little bit of work uh, for His kingdom. That was in 1999, and then I went back. I recover. I was recovering in Ireland for about a year, and then went back to take on this role as director of Jesuit, Jesuit Refugee Service in Eastern Africa. Worked an awful lot, as I said, in, uh, with the people of um, the Great Lakes, that's of Burundi, of Congo, and of Rwanda, and then worked a lot with the people of Sudan, mm -hmm. and worked a lot with the Muslims, uh, the, the, Muslims uh, the African Muslim people who were displaced in, in the deserts of Darfur. And I remember our our characteristic as Jesuits is that we get very involved in education. And the women of Darfur, especially from the villages, were really suffered. Many of them had been assaulted during that war. Uh, the people in the villages, their their um, wells had been poisoned. And you imagine, you know, to take someone's life force away in the desert is to is to poison their wells. And mm. many of these people ended up in camps. And I remember we set up immediately a program for women to help them to read and write, right in the middle of the desert. And I went to, uh, we uh, got a team working, especially 
Muslim women from El Fashir and from who are more educated and who had the who got the gift of education, secondary school and university, some of them. And in our team, we began to build a literary program. And I remember visiting um, uh, the project uh, in the middle of uh, of September, uh, and the project had been about three months old. And I went into a group of women and I asked them, "Well, how are things going?" I was we're using a translator. I speak Swahili, but I don't speak Arabic. And one lady got up with a wonderful smile on her face and spoke uh, in Arabic. And she asked, you know, why did I have to wait for 45 years for the Jesuits to come to mm. help me to read and write? Mm. Because now I see the world in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, was the good news. That's what the good news is about. That's what mission is about. Mission about. Now, know? as I suppose... Um, one of, one of the lines that always, or one of the stories that always strikes me about missions and missionaries was Bishop Shanahan. He was the founder of the Holy Ghost Fathers. He was working an awful lot. I think it was in Nigeria, John. And I remember when he he was a Tipperary man, I think originally. He was he, indeed. Yeah. yeah. And when he came home, he used to stand up in the local church and he'd he'd address the congregation. He'd say, "My fellow missionaries," you know. And it's 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 the reminder to us, of course, that you know, Mission Sunday isn't just about. Uh, acknowledging the work of the our missionaries missionaries overseas, be they priests, religious lay, it's also you know for us here at home that we are called to be missionaries as well, as well as reaching out to those in third world countries, which is particularly the focus today, but also in our own communities. And I suppose as we kind of draw this section of the program to a close, I suppose what would you suggest maybe to people about participating in mission? I think mission at home uh, uh, is is part and parcel of mission abroad. Mm-hmm. Because if there was no mission at home, I would never become a missionary. I would never have become a missionary. I've been inspired by the faith of the people in Shanna Golden Parish, in Kilcolman Parish, where I was brought up, by men and women of, of faith who were committed really to their faith in the local church and the local parish, and also who lived extraordinarily holy lives of sacrifice and of care for one another. And I think in our in this age and in the in this era of Ireland, that uh, great richness of faith that we have needs to be harvested, especially in reaching out to others, but also uh, in doing what what you are doing uh, in West Limerick, one or two sacred space. You are missionaries. <laughs> you you are you are especially uh, passing on the word of God, the word of encouragement, and the word of uh, arousing people to their faith. I often think, you know, uh, at, uh, in the parish I work in, in Dublin, Gardner Street Parish, there is a gospel choir. The role of choirs, for example, to help us to pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was giving recently uh, at the Novena, helping out in the Novena in Robertstown, and I congratulated, you know, the people of Robertstown Church for always having a choir, because it makes such a difference when, in fact, the community says, Mass is so important that we need to do it well, that we help each other to pray well, that we have a, that we have a choir. And as, just as a, as a very a, a concrete and a, a clear example, I noticed that, you know, Robertson Parish had always, has, and has had always a choir that helps people really uh, to pray, and we say often when we sing, you know, and when we uh, uh, use m- music, we pray. Twice. It helps us to pray twice. Mm-hmm. You know, in very 
small significant ways, you know, uh, uh, small communities uh, who come together around whether they're reflection groups, uh, whether they're prayer groups, whether they're involvement in Vincent de Paul uh, groups, whether it's Legion of Mary, to really uh, bring people together to say, we have a strength and a power within us that can change our our community and our environment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this uh, has, and this is our mission at home. And especially, I think, at this time, where there's a tremendous, I suppose we're in the age of television and of internet, where, and we, be, we have become extremely privatized, where we have to make phone calls now to make appointments to meet one another, mm-hmm. that we reach out especially to those who are living alone, uh, that we reach out to those who are sick, that we, are, we, that we reach out to the elderly in our community. This is uh, uh, just, uh, not, oh, that, is, that is mission, but it's also central to the gospel, that we love God and love our neighbor as ourselves, and that uh, we have hearts big enough that opens our eyes to the needs of our neighbor, and that we risk and we dare to reach out and say, you know, how can I respond? How can I help? Father John, thank you very much. Now, I'm afraid we'll have to let you go. And for those of our listeners that will be interested, you can catch up with Father John in about... Ooh, 20 minutes because he's actually going to be the main celebrant on the televised mass from Dublin which is on RT1 at a quarter past 11 this morning so Father John listen thank you very much for coming on the programme to us this morning it's been wonderful talking to you Shane thank you thank you now uh, we are going to uh, uh, just go out with another piece that we're going to have another piece of music mm-hmm. it's by actually it's by a Jesuit by Father John Foley um, and it's called One Bread One Body from the album of the same name and just before we go for that, thank you very much indeed, Father John. What I didn't realise, and I was just making a few little notes here, you're the third priest from the Shannon Golden <laughs> area that's actually been on the programme. Father John Cribb and the Lord of Mercy. Wonderful, my cousin. Was on, is that right? Yeah, John was my cousin. Father John Ambrose, just recently, yes, yes, out in the Philippines, John, yes. and now Father John Guiney. Mm-hmm. How many more missionary priests are there in Shanagoda? There's, there's a few, and we haven't even started on the sisters, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rich parish of faith, isn't it? Yeah. Listen, Father, thank you very much, Neil, for joining us this morning. Wonderful to talk to you. God bless okay. now. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now.
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. And welcome back to the fourth part of Sacred Space in West Limerick 102. My name is John Keeley. Uh, thanks a lot, Shane. Uh, that was a, it was a lovely uh, talk we had from Father John Guiney. And I suppose just one, I suppose, uh, closing thought for our listeners. I'm very conscious mm. that a lot of our listeners are people that are housebound or elderly. Yeah. And they'd be kind of wondering well, what they can do, particularly in you know, the financial circumstances people find themselves in at the moment. Yeah. And I suppose the example I'd give to people is actually the patron of the missions is actually St. Teresa the Little Flower. And she's an unusual choice if you consider that she was 24 when she died and she never left France. Yes. Well, uh, she she never went on the missions. Yes. yes. She was a Carmelite nun, so she was an enclosed nun. And she's regarded as the patron of the missions because she prayed for the missions and she, she often... You know, she she supported a lot of missionary priests as kind of a, a pen pal. She, mm. she 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 wrote to them. So I would say to people, you know, be Saint Teresa's for our missionaries, be they priests oh, or yeah. religious or lay missionaries at the moment, and pray for them. You know, it's so sometimes we forget the power of prayer. Beautiful. I like that. Thanks mm. a lot, Sasha. Okay, this is the part of the program in part four where we usually go, go through a few sort of notices of what's on around the place and so on and so forth. I'm going to start off uh, this morning just before Shane continues on later on with the Saints. Uh, as I said for the last few weeks, we do have a Dear Faith conference coming up uh, the 26th to 28th of October, which is organised by the Limerick Charismatic um, Organisation. And it just so happens that I have on the other end of the line Ema Williams, good morning to you. Good morning, John. Thank you for having me on this morning. Thanks a lot for coming on. And I know we are going to chat later on during the Year of Faith a bit more about uh, a few more things that the Limit Charismatic uh, Conference might be involved in. Um, I know that, the, that there's quite a few prayer groups around the place and we do have Life in the Seminar, Life in the Spirit Seminars and so on and so forth. We might chat about those later on, but specifically this week, two things I want to ask you. If somebody out there is saying, John, what is charismatic could you tell us a little bit about what charismatic is please well i suppose john the charismatic nature of the church has been present since the beginning mm-hmm. when okay. the holy spirit came on pentecost mm. um and when we saw when the the apostles were quite frightened in the upper room but then when the holy spirit came they were renewed lovely and then it's now the holy spirit has, is empowering christians to live as jesus thought and to share his good news and over the centuries ordinary christians have come to think that holiness and the gifts of the Holy Spirit were only for certain people. Mm. And as a means of restoring this, I suppose, the use of God's gifts throughout the entire church, over the last century, God has been renewing lives with the Holy Spirit in what has become known as the Catholic Charismatic Renewal. Okay. Does that sum it up nicely for you? Lovely, beautiful. Thank you very much indeed. Specifically now, this weekend coming up, Saturday and Friday, you've got a conference coming up entitled Making Space for God. could you tell us what actually happens, please, at, at this uh, conference? We have three um, speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Dr. Jack Finnegan, who's a Salesian priest, a lecturer at All Hallows College. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Father Jack is well known in Limerick. He spoke at one of our conferences last year and was very popular, and a lot of people look for him to return. Okay. Uh, we, he speaks very much on, in very plain, I suppose, language about spirituality today. Okay. Uh, we have a married couple, Ed and Fiona Collins. They're both teachers from Belfast and they're members of the Emmanuel community. And they both have a wonderful story to tell. And Tom O'Dwyer is from Waterford and he's a member of the National Service Committee for Charismatic Renewal. And he's coming to share some of his story with us as well. And so these sort of sessions will start on maybe Friday night, is that right? Does it open up on Friday night? On um, Friday night with Mass. Mm-hmm. Um, at uh, 8 o'clock mm-hmm. and on both Saturday and Sunday morning we begin 
at 11 and on both days we went through until 6. But on Saturday evening we come back again at 7.30 mm-hmm. for uh, evening prayer for healing, which is usually a very special night. I was there myself once or twice and I tell you, that's beautiful. I'd recommend anybody to get there if you can that's seven thirty, and it's in the crescent college comprehensive yes, isn't that right just literally across the road from uh the Dale, it's from gary own rugby club and just up the road from the crescent shopping center but if you want to give people my mobile number yes please um, if people are looking for information i'd be more than happy to take calls and um, amy's mobile number is oh eight seven oh eight seven two seven eight two seven eight five zero zero six five zero zero six Okay, Amy, thank you very much, Neil, for that. I know that was brief now this morning, um, but I would I would really recommend people to go to that. I was there myself the last few years, especially that evening of healing prayer at 7.30 in the Crescent College. But I'm sure some of those speakers, as you mentioned there now, which she says uh, goes through from 11 till 6 on both the Saturday and Sunday. Amy, I look forward to, see, to seeing you at the weekend, and thanks indeed for coming on the programme to us this morning. Thank you very much, John. God bless now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Shane, you've got a few more things now you'd like to share with us? Yeah, just yeah, just a couple of quick things, uh, as always, of course. Saints of the Week, our Celestial Guides. Okay, go for uh, it. Okay, we have a couple of biggies this week, folks. First of all, for those that are using the Divine Office, we're on week one. Now, we're in the 29th week of Ordinary Time. God, the year is going so fast. It's not, you know, if you think about it, there's only like 33 weeks in the church's year. We're almost at the end. But anyway, back. So as we said, today is Mission Sunday, so it's growing in communion. Now, the gospel for this week is taken from Mark. It's chapter 10, verses 42 to 45. Five, yeah. And it's the story of, of Jesus and this, uh, the, the, it's actually very appropriate because it's around service and service. So I would say to people that if you can get the Mass leaf today to have a quick look at it and a quick read and reflect over it. Um, then now, Saints of the Week, uh, the 22nd of October is uh, the day that's been given over to Blessed John Paul II. Now, obviously, he's not yet on the Irish calendar because he's only a blessed, but just if people want to remember him on that it's day. It's Tuesday. That's on the Monday, it's 22nd. Monday, excuse me, yeah. okay, tomorrow. The 23rd, which is the Tuesday, is St. John of Capistrano. He was a Franciscan. Uh, he was married, but had his marriage annulled before he joined the Franciscans. He was faithful servant of four popes, attended the Council of Florence, was an apostolic emissary, preached throughout Central Europe, Germany and Poland, and eventually died in Belgrade. He's a patron saint of military chaplains because he led a crusade against the Turks. And the battle in Belgrade, which the Serbs are very very good at remembering, uh, prevented the incursion of the Turks into Europe. So that's St. John of Capistrano. Then on the 24th, we have the feast day of St. Mary, Anthony Mary Claret. He's the founder of the Claritians, and he's known for his spreading of the devotion to the Blessed Sacrament and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Then on the 25th, we have the feast day of Blessed Thaddeus McCarthy, who's one of the Irish martyrs and associated with the Diocese of Cork and Ross. And, of course, they were... He was born in 1455. He was appointed as Bishop of Ross, but he was opposed. He was then appointed as Bishop of Cork and Cloyne. And then he died in Italy in 1492. Then on the 26th, we have the feast day of St. Amadus of Strasbourg. He was the first Bishop of Strasbourg. And finally, then on the 27th of October, we have the feast of St. Othran. Now, this was an interesting one because every time I looked at stuff, I got it different. He's St. Othran of Iona, uh, he pr- who preceded Columba in Iona, and his death is recorded in 548. 
and he was chosen by the Vikings as patron of the city of Waterford and later of the Diocese of Waterford as well. So that's St. Othran and his feast day is the 27th of October. So that's our Celestial Guides this week, John. Thank you very much, Dave, for that, Shane. Okay, just before we finish up, Okay, thank you very much, Dean, for that, Shane. Just before we finish up the programme, it's very important that I mention again uh, about this series of lectures that are taking place in the South Court at Hotel on Friday evenings. This Friday evening coming, our own Bishop Donald Murray is speaking on the topic of the noble obligation, the role of the lay faithful. Mm -hmm. So that's on Friday the 26th at 7.30 in the South Court Hotel. And, of course, uh, Bishop Donald will be speaking to us on the programme. In, uh, in a few weeks' time. In a few weeks' time. First weekend in November, he's going to come on to talk about his new book that's been published. Lovely. Uh, I think it's also very important for me to mention this particular stage <coughs> to thank the people of Newcastle West for a beautiful mission that happened this week. I really did enjoy it. Um, there were some beautiful sessions there. One thing we might speak about a little bit more in the programme, we don't have much too much time to speak about it this morning, but one of the things that came through that a lot of us heard now during the week, one of the sessions, I think it was Tuesday, it was entitled, Why Do I Remain a Catholic? So we're going to ask our listeners to think and reflect on that, those people who might also be visiting us on the blog as well. And we might ask people just to reflect on that. And maybe over the next few weeks, people might be able to either write into us here or uh, send us an email and let us know the reasons why you want to remain a Catholic. But oh until boy. then... John, but hang on, give him the, give him the contact information. <laughs> OK, well, OK. You can phone the station here on 0696200, and that's as for Sacred Space. Pass the message on to Sacred Space. Oh, but if you're answering that little question of why do I remain a Catholic and you want to put a pen to paper, the old-fashioned snail mail will get us at Sacred Space 102 FM at West Limerick 102, uh, Sheehan's Road, Newcastle West, County Limerick. And for those that are au fait with the modern telecommunications systems and use email, the email address is... SacredSpace102 at gmail.com. So that's SacredSpace102 at gmail.com. And if you can't get all those details, uh, the blog is sacredspace102.blogspot.com and all our contact information is there. So if you're looking for us online, just Google SacredSpace102. And if you're confused with all of that, you'll see myself and Lorraine around the town anyway, yeah. and you can certainly pass on the message to it. But, the, but the, we, we, we think it's so important, especially with this year of faith. And yeah, exactly, in the new evangelization yeah. is all about sharing our faith. So why, why, do, do, you, I, why do you remain a Catholic? Tell us all about it. Until next week, we've got to go out with this piece of music. Uh, I really enjoyed the program. Thanks a lot for Shane and Father John Gunny. By Mark Forrest from his album You Are Mine. And this one, this time, it's entitled Come and Worship. So when next week, God bless now. Bye-bye. God bless.
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.